All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on censorship the suppression of speech public communication or other information and the topic of censorship is vital because it is evident that much has changed since the last time we spoke on censorship it is evident that the clamps have come down and have tightened in terms of censorship since the last time we spoke. And we have to understand that this is all by design. There's a reason why censorship has increased everywhere. And it's to the point where it's going to go beyond the internet. It'll get to the point, in my opinion, that If you're even caught talking about something that goes against the establishment or the narrative, basically against Babylon, you're going to be deemed a terrorist. You're going to be deemed a national security threat. You're going to be deemed that you're spreading disinformation or misinformation and that you are putting people's lives at jeopardy. You know, we've already seen the increase of censorship tenfold across all social media platforms. You know, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Snapchats, your TikToks, your Instagrams. It doesn't matter what platform you're on censorship is heavy this goes for even your YouTubes or your BitChutes or your brand new tubes or your Odysseys it doesn't matter what platform you're on there's gonna be a level of censorship of course you're gonna have certain platforms acting as if they're not about censorship you know that they're about the, the freedom of speech and freedom of rights but come on people these big websites don't, don't just pop up out of nowhere without them being heavily controlled, heavily run by government. That's what social media is. It was given to you by the government. It was created by the government to keep tabs on you, to understand your thought process, to understand where the herd is at as far as their mentality. So censorship is just another one of the tools that the Nephilim and elites use to utilize control you see they already know that all they have to do is get you to idol worship them all they have to do is get you to view them as their your savior and your only option and then from there they can blast all types of deception and propaganda 
through fear-mongering, through manipulation, whatever it may be, through confusion, double talk, double speech, whatever it may be. And then once they get you caught up in the fear-mongering, caught up in the propaganda, then they have to focus on managing that fear-mongering, managing that propaganda to ensure that you never wake up. So, of course, they come after the so-called truthers, you know, who they love to call conspiracy theorists, who they like to demonize and use that word for, when in reality, that word has no negative connotation to it. It's just that the masses have accepted it as a negative thing. The masses are so heavily brainwashed and under such delusional psychosis that they can't even think for themselves. They need to be told what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and why to do it, and who to do it with. And then they'll claim that they're free. When inch by inch, foot by foot, mile by mile, day by day, more and more rights are stripped from them every day. To the point where we've allowed our idolatry to allow us to get into the situation with this pandemic where you have no more bodily autonomy where they're trying to make it so that you have no say so in what goes into your body all because they tell you through their propaganda that what they're putting into you is safe and effective and all they have to do is repeat the lie repeat the lie repeat the lie and people will jump on it and in the meantime while they're running their propaganda 24-7, they're also running their censorship 24-7. Don't think for a minute that they don't have people on the tap. You know, of course, there's going to be bigger channels versus smaller channels, but at the end of the day, they fear both. And we already know that if the channel gets too big, it more than likely is controlled opposition anyway. You're not going to get a large, massive following on any of these platforms. Unless you're tapped into the peoples, and that's the truth. Or unless you're, you're so-called telling truth that that doesn't matter, that has nothing to do with what we're in right now. Because if you're not warning the people about the mark of the beast, about the new world order, then what are you doing? If you're still talking about celebrities, you're still talking about the music industry, entertainment, what you're still talking about things that have no bearing whatsoever on what's in front of us, then there you go. But those who speak out against the mark of the beast, those who speak out against not just these shots, but all vaccines, all modern medicine, of course, they're going to be censored. Of course. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen brothers pages like Edgar Mendex. I found his channel, I want to say spring of 2020, when I was desperately searching for some kind of truth, man. Because I just felt like I was running in circles, trying to learn and listen all while studying. You know, I realized it was up to me to study, but I also wanted to find like-minded brothers and sisters in the truth. And coming onto his page, well, that was a gift by the Most High because I asked for it. That That was a complete gift. That was a blessing by the Most High, and I'm thankful for it because... I was able to watch 
go back and watch all of the videos full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He was the first brother who spoke about righteousness so deeply, who spoke about the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. Because because prior to that, you know, you had people mentioning commandments here and there, and mentioning Exodus and all this stuff, but they never got deep into the importance of the instructions of the Most High. And we already know that all the books are created by the Nephilim, created by the fallen bloodlines. We know this. But there are gems in the books. You just have to study. You just have to ask for those gems. And then you can even piece together their script. I mean, look at the New Testament. The New Testament gives you the basically gives you a roadmap to the current script of what's happening. Even though they throw in the idol Jeebus, throw in a fake man god, a demigod, they're still giving you gems if you care to look for them. If you care to piece together the puzzle. So even back then, when I came across Edgar's page, he was the only brother harping about righteousness in the instructions and getting out of idolatry. And he did so in a way that I had never seen before. And the thing about Edgar was what I admired, one of the many things I admire about him was his honesty. When he was in any type of deception or anything that didn't make sense or line up, he'd get out of it and he would tell the listener. The brother has no, he doesn't have pride in that regard. He just wants to be on the right side of the truth, like, like the real truthers. We all will be deceived at some point. We all have been deceived. We all may still be deceived to a degree. It just matters who is still seeking the most high, who is still asking for direction, who is still studying, who still cares. You know, you see so many people just dip off the scene. So many so-called truth pages just gone. Not even so much that their pages removed, but they're, they're no longer uploading. They're no longer doing anything. And so when I came across this brother's page, I remember he had a page on YouTube, his first ever Edgar Mendix. There's just Edgar Mendix. I believe he had that page for 11, 12 years until they removed him around the time of, I want to say, December of 2020. They got rid of his page. I remember I was on vacation visiting my parents in Florida. I had driven down there with my with my lady. You know, of course, we're not going to fly and wear a mask or any of that. So we rented a car. And I remember specifically during that time period, that was right when Edgar had started calling out all of these Israelite camps for deceiving the people, for mixing in the New Testament with the, the Torah and stuff. And this was right around the time that they discovered Nephilim. People shape-shifting on live YouTubes or past videos. And then that just, the cat was out of the bag right then and there. That pieced together so much for us. Between Edgar Mendex, Sorta Dawood, you know, Surf Only the Creator and Paul Davis. They all all went in on that. And so many gems were dropped. And I remember the brother Edgar Mendex calling out a camp. I'm not gonna even put any any light to the name of the camp. They don't deserve it. But one one of the, the Nephilim tribe members, you could say, or leaders. Edgar had called them out for saying, you know, we deserve to be under curses. We deserve, you know, all this pain and, and agony. We're supposed to accept it. All, all of this stuff, just wickedness, man. 
just pushing idolatry onto the people, ways of Yahweh. And I remember he called it out, and then all of a sudden his channel is removed. Real talk. I remember on vacation, I had I used to keep his tabs open on certain lessons that I want to keep open, and if I couldn't finish him, I'd go back to him. Or, and this was before I was I was naive and didn't back up all his files back then. But I remember coming back, I would run, I think I went to the beach or went out with it, with my lady somewhere. And we came back and his channel was removed. Whole entire channel. And I remember even before his channel was removed, certain certain videos of his would be flagged or taken down. And he'd get a strike and he couldn't upload for a week or a month or, you know, however long the penalty was. And I remember I'd seen this and that was a huge red flag to me. And this is right around the time YouTube was coming down at it hard. Anyone who was putting up any type of content in 2020, especially about the pandemic, they you were immediately censored. You were immediately flagged. They didn't want anybody to get any traction on their script. I mean, look at what happened to the brother Surf. He got multiple strikes. Look at Sword of strikes. You know, all of this happened right in front of us. I'd seen multiple channels. I see Chinese Black and Mandy having to create channels almost daily. I mean, don't even get me started on the mag. All of these channels, and I started noticing a trend. And I started understanding how the propaganda and the censorship worked hand in hand to deliver this narrative because it got so far and the people were so conditioned, so much under idolatry that they didn't realize the censorship that was happening right in front of their face they couldn't even recognize it it's like someone's telling you the truth you're not even absorbing it and then that person's censored and you're not putting two and two together you know and you all these platforms you know youtube facebook instagram twitter bitshoot all of them are going to censor you tiktok snapchat it doesn't matter Odyssey, brand new tube, it doesn't matter. None of them, you're, just, you're, you're not safe on any of them. Even Anchor. You're not safe on these platforms. This is all Nephilim elite bloodline run. I mean, what do you think this is? This is not somebody's private website. These are not randomly private websites made by some dude in his, in his, in his garage. This is all the enemy. So, of course, they're going to only allow a certain amount of information out. And the thing about what I'm starting to understand about the Nephilim and about these bloodlines is that I don't know if they're under some covenant with the Most High, but it seems as if they have to tell you the truth in plain sight. Maybe it's to avoid karma, backlash, whatever the desire is. It's if you pay attention, you will start to see things as they really are and once you start to see there's no going back in my opinion once you uh, see this is the thing about people brothers and sisters is like people want to just scratch the surface of truth they just want to be able to filter out the things that they want to know about but if it becomes too scary or if it becomes too big that becomes an issue for them you see what i'm saying it's people people don't want to dive deep you know, they, they may be like, oh, yeah, 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 that, that's crazy. That, that, I can't believe the government did that. 
but then they don't want to go deeper on the government and they don't want to go deeper and realize wait a minute the most high never made us to have any authority dominion governance or rulership over us we were made to have free will all of us have the instructions in our soul if you really are a child of the creator the most high you know what right from wrong especially if you have parents who or grandparents who raised you the right way you know right from wrong there were times where our ancestors lived off the land and they didn't bother no one there was no money that needed to be to be made there was no time wasting running up and down a nine to five just stuck in the rat race giving away your soul to the rat race there was none of that people the only work they had was working for themselves to to plant and harvest their own foods their own crops they didn't have to deal with all the, the weather modifications of Yahweh. They didn't have to deal with this system. Babylon wasn't wasn't messing with their weather, giving them extreme hot, extreme cold, giving them snow, things that are just not are not real. No. We lived off the land and we flourished. We shared. That's what we need. I mean, there's no need to rob or kill or any of that. We shared. And now look at where we're at now. Look at where we're at now in today's society. You own nothing. You, you have nothing. So therefore, the people feel helpless. So of course, a lot of people are going to claim, well, oh, what can I do to help? Like, what can I possibly do? Because they're so, they're so dependent on the system. It's like, when you look around, it's like, does anyone have a backbone anymore? Or did they ever have a backbone? Like, this is what I'm starting to understand about the world. And this is what I'm thankful to the Most High and my parents for is because they instilled that in me, especially my father. He instilled in me the importance of standing up for myself and standing up for what I believe in, what I knew to be true. Regardless of whether it's just me on one side and a hundred people on the other side and I'm just solo dolo. If I know I'm on the right side of the truth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on all ten toes. You're not gonna teeter topple me over. And that's what my father instilled in me. And it's like, now I'm starting to understand that no one stands for anything, man. You know, they can they can see the propaganda. They can see the evil, the tyranny, and the wickedness. And a lot of people just fold like a deck of cards. They're just like, oh, well, my job is making me do it. Or, you know, my family wants me to do it. Or, you know, my girlfriend, my wife, my boyfriend, my husband, you know, my dog. Like, whatever it may be. Whatever excuse you want to give up. It's like there's nobody standing up for anything and in the age of propaganda and censorship and gatekeeping that is detrimental because we already know that we die for lack of knowledge so if we already know that factor that we die for lack of knowledge how are we not searching for it how are we seemingly witnessing other brothers and sisters get censored and then you chalk it up to disinformation or misinformation? Whatever happened to critical thinking? Because I never remember a time where I was taught to just believe one side of the story and then just negate the other side. That does That's not critical thinking. That's not, that's not analytical. That's not rational. That's not logical to just be presented with a few options and then think that you're having free will to think that you that 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 entity has your best interest at hand that's naive that's asinine it's foolish 
And in today's day and age, it's going to kill you. That's the point we're at right now. And that's why censorship needs to be spoken on. You know, anyone who's been supporting the narrow path of the righteous, I mean, shout out to all of you first and foremost. But many of you have seen the censorship, the the tug of war game that I've had with this platform. And ultimately, Anchor is a very easy tool to use. It's very seamless, very straightforward. But I even knew going into this a year ago, last July, when I started making episodes that A, I would piss people off. B, I would lose so-called family members and so-called friends, colleagues, whatever it may be. C, I wasn't in it for money or views. I was in it to spread the truth. And D, I'm going to do the best that I can to get the truth out there. But be mindful that censorship would happen. I've said it in multiple episodes that I wouldn't be surprised that I, I knew Anchor would come down on some of the information that I was saying. And lo and behold, it be started happening this last spring, this in 2021 in April. And, and the, the interesting thing is I didn't even realize it had happened until weeks later. You know, I, I make episodes, I make on average three a week. If anybody's been paying attention, that's always been my goal is to get at least two or three a week. Some might say that's too much. Some might say it's watered down. I don't believe so because it always comes from the most high. I always put my heart and soul into each episode, even if I'm exhausted. But I knew going into it, I'd get censored and I hadn't even noticed I was until later. I was just scrolling through on, on Spotify and I had noticed you know, my Plandemic Folly Part 5, which was episode, originally episode 93, that I had published on April 29th. So I had published and uploaded to Anchor, which, you know, then it went out to all the distribution networks or channels for the, for the you know, Apple Music, Spotify. I'm not other, I'm not sure what other podcasting um, channels it goes out to, but it had been, it had been uploaded, it had been published. I'm like, okay, cool. And I continue to make episodes. I don't go back and listen to episodes. I listened to maybe two of my own original episodes, maybe three. And that was just at the beginning of creating a podcast because I wanted to see the the quality. I wanted to see the transitions. I wanted to know whether I was speaking, you know, concisely or articulating my words right or what I needed to tweak. And after I got to a point of, you know, understanding my style, understanding my flow, I just went with it. So I, you know, I don't go back and necessarily look at episodes, especially I definitely don't listen to them because I don't have time to study and learn from other brothers like Edgar Mendix, Surf, you know, Paul Davis, Sword of Dayud, The Mag, all, all these channels that I've learned a lot from. I wouldn't have time to do that and go back and listen to every episode and work and live, <laughs> you know, there's just no way. So upon, I think it was April 3rd, May 13th, or no, maybe even, actually it was, I think it was honestly, they took the episode down on May 13th, so a little over two weeks after it was published on April 29th, right, and I I think it was around June, like early to mid-June is when I had been scrolling through my Spotify, and then I had noticed episode 93 was gone, and I was like kind of wigged out, so I can't, I closed out of my Spotify, reopened it, and I'm like, what's going on here, and the episode's still gone, so I actually go onto anchor the website and i'd notice okay something's a little off it's not even in my my dashboard and so i even opened up an article and, and looked up an article about anchor 
and lo and behold i find an article about censorship even anchor removing full full uh, channels so to speak and i decided to go into my email my primary email connected tied to anchor my anchor account and i searched for anchor and lo and behold they sent me this little low key support email basically stating hello da 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 episode 93 of pandemic folly part 5 has been taken down due to you know violating our terms and conditions and they gave you like a link to the terms and conditions and i'm like wow okay so you're going to censor me and that was you got to understand brothers and sisters that i went in on them on pandemic folly part 5 and i hope any i hope that you listening you're able to listen to that I really do. I'm going to find a way to re-upload it. Obviously, I'm going to continue to re-upload these episodes. I'm not going to stop. The Plandemic series is a vital series. It's a complete vital series. And all I do is I'm taking their articles. <laughs> like I'm taking their articles and I'm dissecting the lies and the deception. I'm using common sense and discernment. I'm using my wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to break them down. They don't like that. That's, you know, disinformation. That's misinformation. You can't read our articles and then say something different. You can't look at our statistics and break them down in a different way. You you, you can't do anything. What, what you need to do is sit down and shut up. Don't say anything about anything we're doing. And oh, by the way, go take your shot. Go take the mark of the beast while you're at it. That's, that's, that's exactly what they want you to do. And so most people would be like, oh my God, like... That, that had to have been intimidating. Like, were you scared? No, I don't do this for money. If the, if the, the channel gets taken down, I'm just going to make a new one. You think I'm going to go on a different site and make a new one. I'll just re-upload all of the episodes, the backed up episodes. This is not going to be done. This work is not done until I'm out of Babylon, straight up. And so I remember that changed my mindset. It didn't make me want to water down the podcast. If anything, I went harder on them. And so even recently, I had made, for those who have paid attention, I was on a, there's been some very, very deep topics that I've talked about from the Mark of the Beast part two, to the New World Order part two, to Woe to the Wicked part five, to Plandemic Folly, and then I re-uploaded part five, and then I had created part six, so I put them back to back, right? And they were up for a few weeks. But lo and behold, they were taken down just recently, both. They took down both part five and part six on Anchor. So it comes to an understanding that when you see it for your own two eyes, that was enough for me to believe when I saw other brothers and sisters get censored. But when it hit home, I wasn't like hurt or shocked. It is what it is. But I had already known in my head that it was going to happen. So it, it didn't come as a surprise to me. It was more of like, okay... Well, you just lit a fire under me, so you just motivated me. Thank you. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying, you Nephilim? You, you, you lame brain elites. You, you guys are pathetic. You think I'm really, you really think that's really going to stop us? You think that's really going to stop us, especially when we know what we're dealing with now? And, and I honestly pity them. Pity these, these, these soulless beings because these beasts, because they honestly are not unique they're not creative all they can do is use deception and all they can do is prey on our ignorance 
that's it it's sad that's why our people die for lack of knowledge that's why we make these channels that's why we the people make youtubes that's why people make bit shoots that's why people make podcasts is to get the truth out and the thing is you know the thing with the people who are doubters and naysayers brothers and sisters is let them be because these are people who who lack vision at the end of the day no one i mentioned is doing it for any type of fame no one i mentioned is trying to exploit money has ever asked for money none of the none of the content creators that i've mentioned have any alternative motives other than to get out of babylon these are all brothers that want out they don't want oh to fit in let me just let me just fit in no 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 we want out and we want to be left alone and we know their time is coming, so there's nothing to be fearful of. We'll just keep putting this content out. And so in the age of censorship with the pandemic, just understand that our channels won't be around very much longer. They won't. I would be su- I would be surprised. I would be surprised if this if the narrow path of the righteous is around until spring of next year. I would be surprised. I really would be surprised. Because the rate in which things are headed right now and are going, I would even be surprised if it was here until the end of the year. And, you know, we're mid-September. People are like, what do you mean? You only have October, November, December. That's 90 plus days for the elites. You want to, you really think that they can't conjure up something messed up in 90 days? People got to understand what they're dealing with. You're, You're dealing with a satanic earth, man. Straight up. And they are making it so blatantly obvious what they're about and they're just it's all about capturing souls right now that's where we are we're in the age of propaganda censorship and gatekeeping and it's dangerous like this is a this is a tug of war battle for souls it really is as simple as good versus evil righteousness versus wickedness that's that's as simple as what we're going through right now and people need to wake up and see how detrimental censorship is and how it takes away your freedoms your free will path in which the world is going is clearly a path towards full censorship full control full authority full autonomy full surveillance over the masses at this point if you still doubt it you've just not been paying attention you you really haven't and you are at risk for dying for lack of knowledge it's just the truth And let's take a look at the definition of censorship. The suppression of speech, public communication, or other information. This may be done on the basis that such material is considered objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or inconvenient. Censorship can be conducted by governments, private institutions, and other controlling bodies. And when, when you actually look at things in a common sense and, dis- and using discernment, it's obvious to see the hierarchy that's been created. This, this is Babylon. This is a Nephilim 
beast system controlled by beasts without souls, straight up, and elite bloodlines, people who sold out for gold and silver, for riches, for the materialism, for the vanity of the world. That's what you're up against. So when you're in their hierarchy, when you're in their cube, you're not going to have any type of <laughs> some, you know, freedom of speech. If you're talking outside of the, the lines that they give you, the path that they give you, of course, they're going to say it's objectionable, it's harmful, it's sensitive. It's, they're going to feel it's inconvenient, of course. You really think you can just get up and say what you want nowadays? Now they've gotten the brainwashing and the idolatry to a point so strong that they don't even necessarily have to do much to censor you. You could be censored by your own family, your own friends, your own co-workers. You could be kicked out of your home. You could be thrown, a divorce could be thrown at you. You could be, you know, all of these things can happen. You can be fired for just speaking the truth because you don't want to be, because you, you want to speak the truth and they, they deem that to be objectionable, harmful, sensitive, and inconvenient. And it's, it's interesting how people just get all of their information from one source. And that one source is their savior. That's, that's where the idolatry comes into play. Believing in an evil entity, not even just believing, supporting an evil entity with a wicked track history, with a track record. All, all you need is an afternoon and you can go find so much about the world governments. And I'm talking about surface level stuff. I'm talking about the wars that have been blatant, the genocides that have been blatant. I'm talking about the weather manipulation. I'm talking about the genetically modified organisms. These are all, I mean, I'm talking about the fluoride. These are all surface level things that have, that you can see with your own two eyes. That there's no denying that. So how is it that so many people, millions, countless people, the majority, have seen these with their own two eyes, but they continue to believe and support in this? I mean, come on, people. What, what do you think that is? That's idolatry. Like I said, we know the books are corrupted. We know that they're written by them. But there's still gems in there. And one of the gems the Most High gives us as a drop is, if the leader or the ruler is wicked, so are the servants. So you got to ask yourself, all of these people who are in support of censorship, who are in support of so-called vaccine mandates and passports, and even search and seizures, and straight up, some people just wish death on us altogether. A good chunk of people are getting that bold. I mean, basically anybody saying that you don't deserve to go to a hospital to get help or treated because you're unvaccinated. I mean, they're basically wishing death on you right there. I mean, you got to look at it in layman's terms. These people do not like you. <laughs> These people don't want you breathing. If we're up to the vast majority of people, we would all be dead who spoke out. All of us. These are people who would defend evil tyranny and wickedness and that same evil tyranny and wickedness is going to turn around and consume them in these end days same evil tyranny and wickedness is going to eat them alive 
and what can, what can you say if somebody doesn't want to wake up they don't want to wake up if they can't be bothered with the truth they can't be bothered with the truth not everybody is meant for it not everyone has a soul that's what I'm starting to really realize then you know it, it's just it's the path that we're on right now it's going to be ugly in the next few months that's why every day is vital for preparation every day is vital to get aligned and connected with the most high to follow the laws the statutes the commandments the instructions which are in you you don't need to go get a book for it just 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 go pay attention to the brothers pages that i mentioned go study go on their pages learn go back and study I'm thankful to the Most High that even before I found many of their pages, I had already finished the Torah multiple times, or it was on my second read. So it was it was nice to know at least where they were coming from, and then be able to see them break down the deception in real time, all while being censored. It's something that I'll never forget, and something that I truly appreciate about those brothers. Even watching the mag get removed from YouTube and then uploading a bit shoot and doing anchor. You know, I gotta just give props, I gotta give salute because mag allowed me to look at things just with common sense and discernment and question things. He, it's like mag, it's, I've always had this part about me, but it's like as that's like a fire was reborn in me as far as just being confident, as far as being confident in my own eyes and my own senses. And not allowing anyone to dictate that or doubt that or discredit it or try to disprove it. So, I mean, these brothers that I just mentioned, as well as myself, as well as other sisters, Nandy, Chinese Black, other people who've been in the truth. It's a problem for these elites, for the Nephilim. It actually is a problem. We may never get an idea of how many people we've impacted because I can speak for myself. I was impacted by all their channels and more. Ch helped change my life. It helped allow me to get into my groove of creating a podcast that I knew I could thrive in, in this environment. I thrive in this environment. I thrive in longer episodes. I really do. And there's a certain niche for it. There's a certain segment of people who enjoy the longer episodes. They enjoy the deep dives that we do. They enjoy the growing that we've done together. And all of us have talents. All of us have different skills. We all have a different piece to the puzzle that we're trying to add together. Even in the age of censorship. So if you are a content creator, if you even if you just go on social media and try to share the truth, if you get censored, don't be dismayed. Just find another route. But don't ever back down from the truth because the truth needs to get out and people need to hear it. Because right now what's happening is a lot of people are finally are waking up. They are. There's a lot of pushback right now. And this is a very awkward time. Why do you think the elites, the Nephilim are so desperate? Why do you think? Why do you think they're so desperate right now? Why do you think there's so many false flags and psychological operations all going on at once and more to come? Let's take a look at some history of censorship to get a better idea. 
And according to Wikipedia, I just want to do a little look at what they describe as censorship. Here's a paragraph that they broke down. Governments and private organizations may engage in censorship. Other groups or institutions may propose and petition for censorship. When an individual such as an author or other creator engages in censorship of his or her own works or speech, it is referred to as self-censorship. General censorship occurs in a variety of different media, including speech, books, music, films, and other arts. The press, radio, television, and the internet for a variety of claimed reasons, including national security to control obscenity, child pornography, and hate speech, to protect children or other vulnerable groups, to promote or restrict political or religious views, and to prevent slander and libel. So we know like that that definition is a lie. They completely don't go based off of that. So first and foremost, they allow commercials with politicians to slander each other out in the open, to create discord and drama out in the open. They can use hate speech now. They can. I mean, look at the feminist movement. Very hateful movement. Look at the Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, very hateful movement. Look at the LGBTQ, very hateful movement. They can use hate speech, but you can't say anything against them. It's like, it's reverse psychology on the masses. And then they're going to say that you're a threat to national security because you are so-called anti-vaxxer. You see how they label you and how they, how they divvy you up? And then they censor you. They put, try to put a muzzle on you. Direct censorship may or may not be legal, depending on the type, location, and content. Many countries provide strong protections against censorship by law, but none of these protections are absolute and frequently a claim of necessity to balance conflicting rights is made. In order to determine what could and could not be censored, there are no laws against self-censorship. And you got to understand, when you're in their system, their laws don't apply to them. I mean, we should already know that by now. I mean, come on, people. There are laws. I mean, how does how will their laws apply to them? These are the same people who knowingly don't pay taxes. Out in the open, show you they don't pay taxes. And the masses know it. They continue to say, "Oh, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils." Da 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 da. da. Come on, people. It's right out in the open. According to the beaconforfreedom.org article entitled The Long History of Censorship, published in 2010. Censorship has followed the free expressions of men and women like a shadow throughout history. In ancient societies, for example, China, Censorship was considered a legitimate instrument for regulating the morale and political life of the population. The origin of the term censor can be traced to the office of censor established in Rome. In Rome, as in the ancient Greek communities, the ideal of good governance included shaping the character of the people. Hence, censorship was regarded as an honorable task. In China, the first censorship law was introduced in 300 AD. So we're not going to pay attention to their timelines. I'm just, we're just going through what they're telling us. So they're basically telling you one of the oldest civilizations 
you know, thought, you know, looked at censorship in a positive light to control the political landscape, the narrative, right? Censorship, a global and historical perspective. And this is a quote that they include. This is true. Liberty when free-born men, having to advise the public may speak free, which he who can and will deserveth high praise, who neither can nor will may hold his peace. What can be juster in a state than this? Perhaps the most famous case of censorship in ancient times is that of Socrates, sentenced to drink poison in 30, 30, 399 BC for his corruption of youth and his acknowledgement of, an or, of, of unorthodox divinities. It is fair to assume that Socrates was not the first person to be severely punished for violating the moral and political code of this time. And you got to understand, in their history, they just give you characters. So by giving you a character and saying, oh, Socrates was was censored that can get in the subconscious mind of somebody else to say oh well somebody as great as socrates was censored so what can i do what what how can i help it's just it's just a way to keep you in line it's a way to deter you from speaking your mind i mean they did the same thing with the so-called trump when he apparently got twitter fingers and then they what twitter banned his account you people thought that was real People thought that that, that 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 charade was real. It was just to show you and I that even the president of the so-called free world, right? The most developed nation in the world, untouchable, right? Home of the, the land of the free, home of the brave, right? Their president was censored. Come on, people. You better wake up. Free speech, a challenge to religious power in Europe. Free speech, which implies the free expression of thoughts, was a challenge for pre-Christian rulers. It was no less troublesome to the guardians of Christianity, even more as unorthodoxy became established. To fend off a heretical threat to Christian doctrine and church, leaders introduced helpful measures such as the Nicene Creed, promulgated in the 325 AD, this profession of faith is still widely used in Christian literary today as more books were written and copied and ever more widely disseminated. Ideas perceived as subversive and heretical were spread beyond the control of the rulers. Consequently, censorship became more rigid and punishment more severe. So, of course, they're going to give you a story about, you know, religion, because we already know religion is rebellion. Religion is what entrapped the soul of man along with money. Because religion is idolatry, and then you give them money, then you give them the rat race, and you take their soul, you take their time on this earth. You get them distracted, and then that passes down as a generational curse. Generation after generation after generation. So, of course the Christians, so-called the Nephilim, we already know what's going on here. When they introduced religion, it was just a way to control. And so, of course, they knew even back then, because this is not new. This is not new what they do. That they had to censor the people even back then. Had to get them to stop talking. Had to get them to, 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 to accept all of the religious doctrine that they're given to them, all the brainwash. 
So of course the punishment was severe. The article continues with the invention of the printing press in Europe in the mid 15th century only increased the need for censorship. Although printing greatly aided in the Catholic aided the Catholic Church and its mission, it also aided the Protestant Reformation and heretics such as Martin Luther. Thus, the printed book also became a religious battleground. So what do you think that is? Of course, it's a religious battleground. That's where they make money. That's where they brainwash you and make money. In Western history, the very term censorship takes on a whole new meaning. With the introduction of the index, the Borium, Prohibitorum, Pope Paul, I believe that's Pope Paul XI, ordered the... F- No, the fourth. I think that's the fourth. Ordered the first index of prohibited books in 1559. The index was issued again 20 times by different popes. The last index of the prohibited books was issued as recently as 1948 and then finally abolished in, in 1966. These lists of books banned for their heretical or ideologically dangerous content were issued by the Roman Catholic Church. Zealous guardians carried out the sacred inquisition, banning and burning books, and sometimes also the authors. So, I mean, they're telling you right then and there that they had basically a tug of war of information, even in their old history. So, I mean, censorship is not something that's just new. It's been around from the beginning because they've had to do reset after reset after reset at this point. And we're currently in the middle of a reset right now. And the article continues with the authority of the Postal Service. Although the art of printing was vital to the dissemination of knowledge, the establishment or of a regular postal service was also an important advancement to communication. First established in France in, 19, in 1464, the postal service soon became the most widely used system of person-to-person and country-to-country communication. Consequently, the postal service also played a crucial role as an instrument of censorship in many countries, particularly in times of war. And what did we speak about in both episodes of Propaganda? How war was propagandized so much just through magazines, through print ad, through through flyers, through word of mouth, through everything. The British Empire efficiently employed censorship of mail during the first half of the 20th century. Even in today, the Postal Service remains a tool of censorship in countries where the import of prohibited literature, magazines, films, etc., etc., is regulated. So, I mean, come on, people. We already we already know what time that is. Because like we said, every country plays like their own role. You're going to have to have, you know, the big bad dictator over there versus, you know, the free and me- the big melting pot over here. And then they pretend like they're against each other when in reality they're all just playing a role. In Europe, printing naturally also spurned the development of newsletters and newspapers. The relation of Strasbourg Borough, published in 1609, was regarded as a first regularly printed newsletter. Soon the establishment of newspapers in other European countries followed. 
catering to a growing public demand for news and information. The first newspaper appeared in 1610 in Switzerland and the Hasburg territories in Europe in 1620, in England in 1621, in France in 1631, in Denmark in 1634, in Italy in 1636, in Sweden in 1645, and in Poland in 1661. In some regions of India, however, newsletters had been circulated since the 16th century. The rapid growth of newspapers represented a huge improvement of information sources for the literature peoples of of Europe, but it also increased the authorities' worry that unlimited access to information would be harmful to society and public morals, particularly in times of war or internal crisis. Thus, the Licensing Act of 1662 was enforced without mercy in Britain until after the Great Plague of 1664-1665 in Germany, the press was effectively inhibited during the Thirty Years' War. Although censorship, trade, restrictions, and lack of paper for printing, such subtle means of censorship even today may effectively hamper the development of the free media in many countries. So, I mean, you got to understand that this is deep. This is incredibly deep. I mean, this goes back so-called centuries. So they had to deal with the people back then. It's not like you just had a bunch of people who were willing to go along with any type of evil tyranny or wickedness. No, you had people who were, were like, no, I'm not about that. I, I don't, I'm, I'm most high only, or I, I don't, nobody has any authority, dominion, governance, or rulership over me, whatever it may be. People were definitely standing up for themselves in, at those times. Let me read just a little bit longer in this article. I highly recommend checking this article out because it's deep. It gives them uh, so many examples over, the, over, over decades, over centuries. So censorship in libraries, the benevolent public concern for morality. Although government instituted censorship had apparently been abandoned in most Western countries during the 19th and most of the 20th century, public concern for offensive literature did not subside. Public libraries were expected to act as the benevolent guardians of literature, particularly books for young readers. Consequently, this gave teachers and librarians license to censor a wide range of books and libraries under the pretext of protecting readers from morally destructive and offensive language. So when you think about that, they were censoring basically anything that allows you to think for yourself. Anything that may have called out the government or any type of narrative, a censor. But yet they give you books full, like Harry Potter full of idolatry. Just straight up full of black magic, sorcery, and all that stuff, just out in the open. They allow that book to get so big, right? They tell you J.K. Rowling did this just randomly, got so big, but then they'll go and censor a real book, go and burn it, go and get rid of it. Think about all the books that have been removed from history or switched up on us. Or if you go look on Amazon, they're hundreds or if not thousands of dollars for one copy. There's a reason for that. 
we mustn't be naive as to why things happen like this. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that censorship has been around since the beginning. So we got to understand how deep this is. If they are going to do it in your library, if they're going to do it with your newspaper, if they're going to do it with your radio, your television, the internet, it's going to get to a point where there's not going to be any wiggle room to speak. And it's already getting to that point. I mean, right now, the propaganda, the, the big lie is that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated people. <laughs> this is like, so it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it, I don't understand people anymore. And the people that I've known all my life, a lot of people, I don't recognize them anymore. I really don't. This, this, spiritual battle has all but destroyed a lot of people plain and simple a lot of people are, are done they wouldn't recognize censorship if it hit them right in the face because to them if they don't hear it from their idols then it can't be true so it deserves to be censored in their eyes you know that they're so deep into brainwash that the vast majority of them will attack us anyway They'll do the, the job for their government anyway. Try to make our lives a living hell. Try to peer pressure us into thinking like them, acting like them. Telling us to stop. Stop what we're doing. Stop stop causing drama. Stop being negative. Basically, trying to censor you. Your own family, your own friends, your own colleagues trying to censor you. I'm sure all of us who, who make content have gone through that. Even before the last couple of years, many of us just... We just lived lives, our lives the way that we wanted to. And people always tried to stop it. They always tried to downplay what we were doing or what we had to say or what we thought. Basically trying to censor you. They, they don't want you to be your unique self. Have you ever, know, ever noticed people like that in your life? Over the years, it could even be in your childhood. It's just they just could not stand the fact that you were 100% you. And you refuse to allow yourself to be censored, to be controlled. And I mean, look at where we're at now. The same people who, who were at her like that back in the day when we were younger, when we were growing up, even in our early 20s, are the bit people who are virtue signaling today. The same people who went and got double shots. Now they had to get a third or a booster. And instead of admitting they've been duped or looking into it, they're still letting their pride control them to the point where now through propaganda through censorship they now believe it's the it's the problem it's the fault of the unvaccinated when their vaccines have never told them that it's ever worked that way never has told them that it's ever worked that way and people won't pay attention to the amount of propaganda the amount of marketing they're doing right now to give you that mark of the beast they're doing they're going all out Whatever they have to do, however much money they have to print, whatever psyops and false flags they have to cook up, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what they want is their new world order. And there's really no stopping the train. But the thing that we can do is warn as many people as possible so that, because right now it's a battle of souls. That's what it comes down to. This is not, this is not about trying to make your country back better or anything like that or things will return to normal no this is a battle of souls 
that's what we're in right now and it's undeniable at this point it's undeniable that propaganda censorship and gatekeeping are an issue and are a problem because so many people are affected by them so many people make decisions without having the full information so many people don't realize the people around them that are being censored for the real information the right information because if you can't question the truth then it's not the truth there's no foundation it's going to collapse because it's not the truth to the strategic slash culture.org article entitled censorship is the way that any dictatorship and no democracy functions written by Eric Zaius and published on February 15, 2020 no democracy can survive censorship if there is censorship, then each individual cannot make his or her own decisions on the basis of truth, but only on the basis of whatever passes through the censor's filter, which is always whatever supports the censoring regime and implants it ever more deeply into the public's mind, regardless of the actual truthfulness. The public does have a mind. As a collective const- constituting the majority of the residents in the given land, which majority rules any democratic government? If the government doesn't really represent the majority, it's no democracy at all. But instead, represents other individuals, the real rulers, who might be hidden. Consequently, if a democracy exists, but a censor somehow becomes allowed, and emerges into existence in a given land, then democracy will inevitably be snuffed out there, and dictatorship will inevitably be the result, merely because censorship has been applied there, which blocks some essential truths, truths that the rulers don't want the public to know from reaching the public. Nothing is as toxic to democracy as is censorship. Censorship prevents democracy. If a dictatorship already exists in a given land, then it doesn't does so by means of censorship because only by that means will the public be willing to pay taxes to the regime and to go to war for it and to kill and die for it without censorship none of that could happen except in an authentic democracy an authentic democracy has no censorship and so just let's look let's break down what this author has even explained to us just by stating the evils of censorship because, I mean, we're lied to, first and foremost, with all these different countries. They give you a so-called melting pot and so-called developed nation. You know, freedom reigns over here, land of the home, land of the free, home of the brave, whatever they want to tell you. And then here over here is this country that is a dictatorship. You know, they're terrible. They're evil. They're all just playing their roles, brothers and sisters. It's all it is. No country calls for freedom there's no one free in babylon not one soul not one 
you're not free to do whatever you want whenever you want however you want with where you want with who you want no this pandemic has already proved that so to think that you're free is is dumb it really is dumb it's it's insane and they dress up all these countries to say oh this is a democracy this is this is a you know communism this is a dictatorship and then they make you think that okay i have it better than this country when you don't even know what's going on in that country when you don't even live in that country how do you know what's going on how do you know what how do you know what's not going on and think about that level of idolatry that it takes to get the people to support war and support genocide. It takes not only idolatry, but it takes propaganda and fear-mongering and censorship to get to that point. Otherwise, there's no way it would work without all of those working together. The author continues with, this is why democracy is so rare. Almost every dictatorship calls itself a democracy, but a government which calls itself democratic isn't necessarily democratic, but more likely it has simply fooled its public to think that it is one, such as the United States has by now been scientifically proven to be an actual dictatorship. And think about that point the author makes while I interject quick. Think about what your so-called president and leader of the free world said the other day outwardly told you that this is not about freedom this is not about your freedom so basically your freedom your bodily autonomy is no longer yours so tell me how that's not a dictatorship all the the pro-vaxxers all the people who support this evil this tyranny and this wickedness how can you sit there and logically support that and say oh that's not he's not being he's not dictating anything this is just about doing your part doing my part and what how can you do your part in a hoax? That's something that's fake. What part is there to do? You see, this is the level of idiocracy, of idolatry that we've gone to. Where, where evil puppets can sit up in front of you and show you that they're going to censor you, tell you and lie to you with fear-mongering propaganda and instill strife and tell you, oh, the unvaccinated, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. These people are playing circus games with you. Think back to the Capitol riots. They blamed it on Trump. They said he incited violence, right? Uh, he told people to get violent. Well, what is your current president doing right now? He's basically telling people to discriminate against you. He's basically lying and telling you that, oh, hospitals are filled up with the unvaccinated, which is not even the case, which is not even halfway true. They're hiding the numbers from you. They're doing whatever they can to use propaganda and fear on you to create division. And so you're telling me that what he's doing is no different than Trump? It's the same thing. It's the same type of psychological warfare that they're doing on the masses. And people just don't see how deadly censorship really is. When he can, when this this Nephilim, this, this, this soulless beast can go up on TV and lie to you and tell you, and tell you, they're protecting you from disinformation, from misinformation. Basically, they're censoring the truth. That's what they're telling you right to your face. And if you're naive enough to continue to go down their path, you're gonna, you've, you've lost your soul. 
plain and simple. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. You have lost your soul. You're done. The author continues with, anyone who endorses censorship is a totalitarian, a supporter of totalitarianism, even without recognizing the fact. If the person fails to recognize the fact that censorship is applied only in a totalitarian regime, then that person has bought into the most basic belief of totalitarianism, the idea that censorship can be justified in some circumstances. Dictatorships always pump that lie. So as to be able to continue to exist as a, as a dictatorship. There is no circumstance which ever can justify censorship unless one believes that dictatorship is or can be good instead of bad. If you think that some censorship is good, then you have bought into the fundamental belief that is promulgated in any dictatorship. It's a lie, but it fools the majority of people in a dictatorship. No writing nor any other statement should ever be censored, no matter how vile it is. Indeed, if it is vile, then it needs to be exposed, not hidden. Because if it is hidden, then it will fester until it grows in the dark and finally becomes sprung upon the public who have never been inoculated against it by truth. And therefore, the false belief becomes actually seriously dangerous and likely to spread like wildfire because it has been censored before it became public. I mean, think about COVID. That word of mouth pandemic spread like wildfire because censorship was heavy, especially in, like, I mean, it's always gotten worse, but think about how heavy it was in the beginning. Yeah, that's when, that's when these platforms started showing you the, who they were. The YouTubes, that's when they started coming up with YouTube kids. That's when they started coming up with fact checking all around this pandemic. You never saw that before to this extent. The most deadly infections are those that grow in the dark and then become released upon a population who have no pre-existing protection against it. Every religion and every evil regime seeks to censor out whatever contradicts its propaganda and is therefore in intrinsically hostile toward democracy. But the danger is always being presented not by the writers and the speakers of the propaganda, but by its publishers regardless of media, print, broadcast, or online. They are the source of all censorship. They are the censors, the people who select what to publish and what not to publish, are the censors. The regime's media are what perpetrate censorship routinely because those media are actually essential arms of the dictatorship, even if they are not directly owned by the government, but instead by the clique who actually possess control over the government because they possess control over the mainstream and much of the non-mainstream media. And thus the public's mind is in a democracy in order to make the dictatorship that it actually is. And that's why we speak to you, that you're living in a false reality. You're living in a cube matrix reality, all created, all set up for you. You're not supposed to, you're not living the way that you were made and intended to live at all, at all. You completely are in a worldwide enslavement and dictatorship, whatever you want to call it. You can call it a dictatorship. You can call it totalitarianism. You can call it democracy. It's all the same lie. You don't have a voice in it. You don't have freedoms. You don't have rights. You're not a person in it. You're not, and you're not a child of the most high. You don't matter. And so that's why we're seeing this level of censorship just increase because their their game their i don't know what what time they're they're running off of or what timeline they're so worried about 
but clearly it's going to get to the point where you're not going to hear us on here you know if i've already been censored on three on three uploads and a lot of people be like well that's not that many you have over 150 episodes that you you're missing the point i got censored in a so-called land of the free home of the brave so how am i free how if if this was truly a democracy especially according to this article i should be able to have my opinion my freedom of speech i mean it's a part of your so-called constitution that so many of you would die for so why can i have free speech i should be able to say what i need to say and then if you don't like it you should be able to comment on it <laughs> if you do like it you should be able to comment on it why did like come on people you got to start asking these questions and, and, and start thinking about who's giving you your information and who's who's telling you what to do who's trying to coerce and persuade you and now out in the open threatening you these people don't want you to be healthy and happy and have prosperity or have peace of mind they're here to destroy you to bring you misery to bring you calamity to make you unhealthy to kill you off faster to take your soul that's exactly what we're going through right now just a battle for your soul in a world for full of vanity and distractions it really is just about your soul it's that simple and that's the time we're at right now we're in the middle of a great reset one of their many resets we may not know how many they've done before but we know we now know that they have that 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 information is completely out there. That's that's been it's completely been exposed. And we have to understand that. That's been all but exposed. And as we continue on in the days, the weeks, months ahead, you just just know that it's going to get worse. Just know. Know that it's going to start affecting you in a personal life. Who knows if they make mandates where if they hear you say something against the vaccine or against the virus or against masking or against any of the mandates out in public, we can give you a fine. Who knows? Who knows how far it's going to go? But you shouldn't doubt anything in Babylon. You really shouldn't doubt anything that they have up their sleeve in this times. Because it's, it's a time of desperation. <laughs> According to the WolfDaily.com article entitled... The seven censorship tactics big tech uses to control the flow of information, written by William Ammerman and published on December 3rd, 2020. Big tech publishers, including Facebook, Twitter, and Google, use seven major censorship tactics to control the flow of information through their products. Under the benefit, beneficent guise of content moderation, most censorship by big tech publishers was traditionally directed at vices such as obscenity, violence, drugs, and gambling, often in direct response to advertisers who don't want their ads to appear adjacent to such content. But increasingly, these publishers are applying censorship tactics to more slippery categories such as disinformation, bullying, and hate speech where definitions are elusive and judgments are subjective and prone to bias. As the public increasingly relies on these publishers for news and information, it is vital to understand how to understand these censorship tactics and the potential risks they pose to freedom, to free speech. Here are the seven Ds of big tech censorship. 
direct censorship. The most obvious censorship tactic is direct censorship, which is the blocking and removing of information. For, for a social media giant like Twitter, this means users can't access specific information or share it with their network. A recent example of direct censorship was Twitter's decision to block a New York Post news story about foreign influence in U.S. politics involving Hunter Biden. To justify this direct censorship, Twitter cited its policy against public publishing hacked materials without any evidence. The New York Post used hacked materials in its story. Massive public blowback against Twitter's direct censorship of news of a news story by an established big city newspaper eventually forced the social media giant to announce changes to its official publishing policies, but free speech advocates remain weary. Wary. So, I mean, come on. The direct censorship is pretty much exactly what all the brothers I mentioned have gone through. That's exactly what happened to me when they removed Plandemic Folly multiple times. The next one, deplatforming. Publishers regularly block the accounts of individuals and organizations through a practice known as deep known as deplatforming. In June, the BBC reported that Facebook had removed the account of the British ska band The Specials and its lead singer Navelle Staple. Staple is a person of color who was incorrectly identified as a white supremacist in Facebook's evolving enforcement of restrictions on hate speech. Facebook eventually reversed itself in the case of the specials, but the incident highlights the fact that big tech publishers have the power to enforce cancel culture rules that are more subjective and prone to error. Facebook reported that it blocked or removed 1.3 billion accounts in Q3 2020 due to violations of its policies. And while the bulk of these were fake accounts, some were undoubtedly legitimate. The deplatforming trend is particularly problematic for journalists and news organizations who have their accounts blocked. Following publication of the Hunter Biden story, Twitter completely locked the New York Post account, preventing it from posting additional news story for over 24 hours. Delegitimizing. Publishers have begun flagging content with labels intended to notify users of concerns about the legitimacy of specific posts. So I mean, think about Facebook, not Facebook, but YouTube. When, 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 if anybody talks about Nephilim or if they talk about the vaccine, they're, they're going to always to point you to Wikipedia, right? To call it a conspiracy theory or, or to say, here, go here to the CDC for more information. That's exactly what they do. In February, Twitter announced a new policy for flagging photos and videos that appear to be manipulated or altered in a way that is likely to impact public safety or cause serious harm. Twitter soon expanded their labeling policy to flag a host of new topics ranging from COVID-19 to election politics. Facebook has also deployed warning labels on specific categories of content, including advertising, and in June began offering users the ability to turn off political, electoral, and social issues ads. Delegitimizing content with flags, labels, and categories has been presented by publishers as a compromise between direct censorship and a laissez-faire approach of non-interference. Nevertheless, due to its subjective application, the practice of applying labels that delegitimize content has a potential for abuse. The next one, deamplification. 
publishers have the power to amplify a new story and push it to the feeds of, of millions of users, often dwarfing the distribution the story would get through subscriptions and circulation. Normally, this amplification happens as a result of an unbiased algorithm that simply pushes content because it is trending in clicks or because it mirrors the type of content users have consumed in the past. De-amplification happens when the publisher actively prevents their algorithms from pushing out specific content. Publishers can throttle their amplification engines to depress the visibility of a story. In November, Facebook acknowledged using a news ecosystem quality score, or NEQ, which explicitly amplifies content from favored publishers, including the New York Times, CNN, and NPR, with the equal and opposite effect of de-amplifying content from smaller publishers and independent journalists. Forbes responded that Facebook took this action as a temporary response to post-election misinformation, but Glenn Greenwald argues that pressure from the New York Times in favor of Facebook NEQ censorship is an obviously self-serving strategy for stifling competition and represents a real threat to independent journalism. The next one is demotion. Search engines like Google present information in a prioritized list ranked in terms of relevancy with the most relevant results at the top of the list. Consumers understand the algorithm that generates search results can be overridden, as is the case with Google Ads, which injects paid ads to the top of Google search results. Consumers also understand the differences in the algorithm search providers like Google and Bing produce different search results. Demotion occurs when a search result is intentionally removed down the rankings, either manually or through tweaks to the algorithm. Compare the top result from Google and Bing for this search. Cost of Paris Agreement. At the time of the writing, the result, the top result from Google in, is an article from the National Resource Defense Council, NRDC. The article is an environmental advocacy piece that alludes to 19 trillion in major globe global rewards, which will result from the Paris Agreement without ever detailing the cost of the agreement. So, I mean, of course, you know, certain people are going to show up in the searches. Certain people are going to be drawn out of the algorithms. It's it's obvious. We've already known that, but we have to shine light on it. The next one is demonization. Google's, Google's subsidiary YouTube is popular with content creators who can get paid a share of the ad dollars generated by their videos. Forbes reports the top YouTube to YouTuber for 2019 was eight-year-old Ryan Kaji, who earned $26 million, opening presents in front of the camera. But not all YouTube videos are that G-rated, and brand safety concerns by advertisers force YouTube to restrict advertising on a wide range of topics, including terrorism, pornography, and hate speech. With a, t- with a tweak of its algorithm, YouTube can remove videos from its account monetization program and shut down the cash flow for content creators. An example of, of the problem with the demonetization is the algorithm. Algorithms often can't distinguish between terrorism and news commentary about terrorism. Philip DeFranco, a popular YouTuber known for unfiltered news commentary, commentary initially saw an 80% drop in revenue when YouTube implemented demonetization. Free speech advocates fear that demonetization has a chilling effect on important discussions about controversial topics and is ripe for misuse. So, I mean, that's what Anchor's doing. Outside of the direct censorship, 
I mean, they're doing the demonetization. I'm not making money off of it. But what I'm saying is, if I show up in their algorithm saying certain things, then it's taken down immediately. Uh, immediately. The next one is discrediting. China is in the midst of implementing a social credit score for its citizens, which offers benefits such as access to quality housing and transportation for high scores, while denying similar benefits to those with low scores. In this context, discrediting is a practice of lowering someone's social credit score as a penalty for behavior is deemed unacceptable by the government. And this is what I just don't, you know what, I'm just going to clear the air. I've already said it a million times. If you think that way, you're a low life. You, you don't deserve, you don't deserve the creation of the most high, in my opinion, because you've all but given up your whole entire soul to the system, to these people, to wicked worldwide governments. So you're going to allow a social credit score to control how you view other people that makes you feel more important than another person. This is sick, man. The author continues with, Yaqi Wang reporting in 2017 for the Committee to Protect Journalists writes, in what would be a uniquely daunting form of censorship, the Chinese government is making plans to link journalists' financial credibility to their online post. Journalists critical of China's massive military buildup, its mishandling of COVID-19, or its crackdown on democracy in Hong Kong are already feeling the squeeze of discrediting, including travel restrictions and even imprisonment. In May, former Chinese state journalist Chen Jirin was sentenced to 15 years in prison for blog posts critical to the commun- critical of the Communist Party. Social credit scores are not limited to the Chinese government. Fast Company reports that big tech is hard at work deploying social credit scores across a range of industries, including insurance, hospitality, and transportation, in an extra an extra legal system of privileges and penalties for consumers the degree to which big tech publishers are already scoring contribute con- contributors and how these score those scores are used to produce privileges and penalties is difficult to ascertain but the implementation of discrediting in china offers a frightening example of its potential th- threat to free speech when you think about it these are just tactics that are just out in the open that are branches of censorship and it it definitely goes deeper than this in my opinion but it's to give you an idea as to what a lot of content creators are facing have faced and will continue to face until it gets to a point where you're not going to even be allowed to be on these platforms but a lot of what comes down to is just where your heart mind and soul is with Mine is not with Babylon. Mine is not with fitting into this wicked society. Mine's to get out of the society, to enjoy the time that I have left, to continue to make memories with family and friends, and then when it's time to when it's time, it's time. Because this this is not for me. This system is not for me. I don't support Babylon. I don't support evil and wickedness. I don't support tyranny. I don't support any of this stuff. And as I continue to witness the masses decline. I don't even want to be around for that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I really don't want to be around for that. And let's look at the definition of internet censorship just to continue. 
Internet censorship is the control or suppression of what can be accessed, published, or viewed on the internet, enacted by regulators, or on their own initiative. Internet censorship puts restrictions on what information can be put on the internet or not. Individuals and organizations may engage in self-censorship for for moral, religious, or business reasons to conform to societal norms due to intimidation or out of fear of legal or other consequences. The extent of internet censorship varies on a country-to-country basis. While some democratic countries have moderate internet censorship, other countries go as far as to limit the access of information such as news and and suppression, suppress discussion among citizens. Internet censorship also occurs in response to or in anticipation of events such as elections, protests, and riots. So, I mean, you got to understand that even the internet has backfired on the elites. As much as it helped brainwash the masses, the Most High gave us an avenue to share information, to look for information, to find information if you care enough. And that, that is harming the, the Nephilim, the elites. Why do you think they're so desperate right now? Why do you think they're harping so hard on disinformation and misinformation? Why is that such a why is fact checking such a big thing that has gained so much traction? Don't think that by accident fact checking just came out randomly. They'll say, oh, we've always been fact-checking, but not to this degree. Not when the Mark of the Beast is, is out and out in the open. They become obsessed with censoring you and I. And people really got to start thinking for themselves, man, because this is vital information that's been out there. And once people start waking up, say they start waking up. What are you going to do when the information's gone? How are you going to have an idea of what to do when the information is gone when all of those channels the brothers and sisters that i mentioned are gone myself what are you going to do are you already aligned and connected with the most high or have you always been following babylon always been following your leaders always been following your authority always been listening to your government which one is it because when people start realizing that the government has never had their best interest in hand and clearly doesn't now what do you think where are they going to turn towards where are they going to turn towards? That's why I'm saying it's going to be, it's going to be a rude awakening for millions of people, if not more, millions. And censorship has just been another tool used by the Nephilim, by the elites. Same thing with propaganda. Same thing with fear mongering. The same thing with gatekeeping. It's all the same game, all to keep you tied into. A narrative into deception. Let's take a deeper look into censorship's role in the so-called pandemic. According to the Z3news.com article entitled How Bill Gates Premeditated COVID Vaccine Injury Censorship, written by Dr. Joseph Mercola and published on March 30th, 
in 2000. And I'm gonna. It, here's the story at a glance. Actually, no, I'm not gonna read that part. In 2000, everything about Bill Gates' public persona changed. He morphed from a hard-nosed and ruthless technology monopolizer into a soft, fuzzy, and incredibly generous philanthropist when he and his wife launched the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was a public relations coup meant to clean up his image after a near brush with annihilation of his company two years earlier. May 18, 1998, the U.S. Justice Department, in collaboration with 20 state attorneys, had filed an antitrust lawsuit against Microsoft. At that time, the company was 23 years old and was ruling the personal computer market. The Seattle Times described the fallout from the antitrust lawsuit. The company barely escaped being split up after it was ruled an unlawful monopolist in 2000 for using its straight stranglehold on the PC market and its Windows operating system to cripple the competitors such as Netscape, Navigators, Web Browser. And we should know by now that all of these companies are all government-based. That this whole Bill Gates thing was just to make him into a character and make him into a face. So, of course, they're going to give him a makeover because his role, his next role is coming up. You already bought him as a billionaire. You already bought him as a tech geek, as a nerd, as, a, as a, an intelligent person because he's, what, prominent? So, of course, they can slide him into any role they want. How would the world be different today if the company had been split? Yale law professor George Priest described in the antitrust lawsuit as one of the most important antitrust cases of his generation. In 2002, a court settlement placed restrictions on Microsoft to curb some of its practices for five years. It was later extended twice and then expired on May 12, 2011. The lawsuit had a dramatic effect on the emergence of an entirely new field called IP, intellectual property, antitrust. Iowa law professor Herbert Hovenkamp told the Seattle Times. Later, large sums donated from the foundation made the news multiple times, including $9.5 million to Gavi, Global Alliance for Vaccines, a second $7.5 million to Gavi, and $6.8 million to the World Health Organization in 2017. And so we've already talked about this Gates character in series such as Vile Vaccines, Plandemic Folly, Woe to the Wicked, False Prophets, all over the place, right? We've already traced the money. We've already started to follow the money. If you don't even understand the money situation, then you don't understand what you're up against. By June 2020, in the middle of a global pandemic, the Gates Foundation donates donations totaled 45% of the WHO's funding from non-governmental sources. Once mainstream media's attention was no longer on Gates' antitrust activities and focused on the philanthropist actions of the foundation, Gates publicly turned his attention to vaccinating the world long before COVID-19. Event 2201. I'm not going to read all of this because you should know by now what Event 201 is. A pre-planned pandemic. In a deep dive into the Gates Foundation's charitable donations, the nation found that there were $250 million in grants to companies where the foundation held corporate stocks, including Novartis, GlaxoSmithKline, Merck, Sanofi, 
and Medtronic. The money was directed at supporting projects like developing new drugs and health monitoring systems and creating mobile banking services. What Gates had discovered was an easy path to political power, allowing him to shape public policy without being elected to office. In other words, favorable headlines could be bought with charitable contributions. One event that Gates has personally supported and participated in was Event 201. And we already know that Event 201 was between John Hopkins University, you know, you know, the the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, representatives from various vaccine organizations, such and such. So all of a sudden they are looking to control the pandemic before the pandemic even came out. And this was after his so-called TED Talk, where he somehow prophesized a pandemic, that it would be viral, that the next war would be a war on germs. Somehow he knew that. And everybody, of course, considers that a coincidence. And yet, videos of the event are available, and John Hopkins Center for Health Security released a statement naming the Gates Foundation as a partner in sponsoring the pandemic simulation. It seems strange and alarming that a man with the responsibility of running the Gates Foundation and the powerful influence he has over global public policy decisions had forgotten an exercise he organized only six months before the interview, or was it deception? Uncanny prediction or planned event? During the pandemic exercise, the global experts modeled a fictional coronavirus pandemic. After questions arose about whether the exercise had predicted the outbreak in China, John Hopkins Center for Health Security released a a thinly supported statement saying, the exercise served to highlight preparedness and response challenges that would likely arise in a very severe pandemic. Although our tabletop exercise included a mock novel coronavirus, the inputs we use for modeling the potential impact of that fictional virus are not similar to NCOV-19. And you got to understand that these people, that simulation, anytime you see a simulation, just know that there's a high chance that what they just simulated is going to go down. I mean, come on, people. How How is it that they can simulate that on, what, October 18th of 2019? And then all of a sudden the pandemic breaks out the top of the year in January, but gets really bad in March. And then all of a sudden Fauci comes to the front line. Same man who, who at Penn State predicted that this would happen in the next regime. A pandemic. Come on, people. The article continues with group calls for social media censorship. This was only one of the highly predictive conversations during Event 201 that played out in 2020 as a global COVID-19 pandemic unfolded. George Gaio, Director General, Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, predicted, By and long, we have more cases in China and also death cases reported. And also my staff told me that that before there's misinformation and there's some belief, people believe this is a man-made, some pharmaceutical company made the virus. So there's some violation of human. That is because of mis- of this inf- misinformation. So there they go with the misinformation. Others agreed 
with the need for social media censorship as it may pertain to the spread of disinformation about the pandemic or vaccines and vaccine injury without regard to the source. The idea was to remove any information that did not align with the government's mandates and ideas. Kevin McLeese, who is a communications officer with the Gates-founded agriculture project, said, To me, it is clear countries need to make strong efforts to manage both mis- and disinformation. If the solution means controlling and reducing access to information, I think it's the right choice. Of course you think it's the right choice. You all already knew where you are going with this. You already had the script. You all already had the plan. During the ensuing conversation, Tom Ingsleby, director of the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, replied, In this case, do you think governments are at the point where they need to require social media companies to operate in a certain way? At each step of the simulation, the global experts agree that information censorship through media platforms would be necessary to control the flow of the right information in order for people to willingly follow the leader. And so that's exactly what it is. You give them the propaganda and then you control the channels of information. That's all it comes down to. It's that's what they it's not been simple for them, but in an ideal world, they would have it their way 100%. The author continues with what is interesting about the transcript from Event 201 is that what was planned and shared was frighteningly close to what has happened since January 2020. It may have been a coincidence to predict one or two major public health decisions, but it appears that the group was either phenomenally prophetic or they shaped the decisions and events of 2020 from behind the scenes. And if anyone still believes in coincidences and your coincidence theory theorists, you're an idiot at this point. There's, there's so much evidence that points to what's going on that you would just have to purposely be t- trying to avoid it at this point. You would. So there goes the age of mis of dis and misinformation. And guess who's at it? Your your boy, your your boy Billy. According to the freedomhouse.com article entitled Information Isolation, Censoring the COVID-19 Outbreak, written by Adrian Shabazz. Governments are using the pandemic as a pretext to crack down on free expression and access of information. Information can be the difference between life and death. The coronavirus pandemic has underscored how important internet access is to protecting one's own health, staying informed and keeping in contact with family and friends. From the onset of COVID-19, however, political considerations clash with concerns about public health and free expression. Authorities blocked legitimate websites, ordered the removal of unwanted content, and most egregiously shut down internet services, service altogether. Officials have reinforced these controls by criminalizing more categories of online expression and arresting journalists, act- activists, and members of the public for speaking out about the government's performance. And you got to understand, of course, they make everything politicized. They make everything political because politics is just simple division. It's just simple trickery. It's it's dumb to vote. It's dumb to believe in any of that. It really is. 
The article continues with blocking websites and deleting unwanted information to suppress unfavorable health statistics, critical reporting, and other COVID-19 content. Governments in at least 28 of the 65 countries assessed by freedom of the net blocked websites or forced users, social media platforms, or online outlets to delete information. Nowhere has censorship been more sophisticated and systematic than in China where authorities rushed to control the global narrative on their initial unwillingness and inability to contain the outbreak in Wuhan. Moderators censored millions of pieces of content containing over 2,000 keywords related to the pandemic on the leading communication platform WeChat and the live streaming platform EYY, affecting both criticism of the Chinese Communist Party and innocuous questions or observations about the virus. Online news outlets were also giving strict orders about how to report on the virus. No publishing unofficial sources, no engaging independent reporting, and certainly no sensationalizing coverage on a range of topics, including physician Li Wilang, one of the first whistleblowers from Wuhan, whose death from the virus in early February triggered a rare nationwide outcry calling for freedom of speech. Following Beijing's lead, the government in nearby Bangladesh blocked the Benar News website and a mirror site of the Swedish-based investigative outlet Netra News after they reported on a leaked internal memo from the United Nations and the World Health Organization about the country's rising case numbers. The document warned of the collapse of the country's health system predicted up to 2 million deaths. Bangladesh Deshi authorities also turned to crude intimidation to silencing reporting that contradicted the government. Military intelligence op officials warned the mother of Netra's news editor-in-chief against tarnishing Bangladesh's image. Politicians affiliated with the ruling party assaulted four journalists after a Facebook Live event in which it was alleged that there were irregularities in the government's distribution of aid during lockdowns. Egypt's Supreme Council for Media Regulation ordered service providers to block several news outlets in March and April, accusing them of spreading false information. In Venezuela, a country already ravaged by an economic, political, and human rights crisis before the pandemic struck, de facto President Nicolas Maduro has coupled censorship with a series of false assertions, including claims that the, that the virus is a bioterrorist weapon that it can be prevented or treated with homemade lemongrass tea. See, these are just like all characters. Just giving, they're just showing you what kind of control they have in different countries. So you got to understand that this is what they've been doing the whole entire time. All of these countries had certain roles. So they give you a China dictatorship. So of course the people are already going to be falling in line. Same thing with Russia, Germany, all these different countries, so-called countries, are going to fall in line. It's right now, the eyes of the world are on the so-called United States. Because every other country succumbed. Every single country, every single so-called developed nation, free nation. I mean, go look over at Canada. Go look over at Great Britain. Go look over at Australia, New Zealand. What's going on in these countries right now? complete censorship complete tyrannical control of the people 
of their rights, taking away the remaining freedoms that they even had. Even though we're not free, you at least could say stuff to a degree. But now it's all or nothing because you're in the new world order. There's no such thing as freedom of speech. There's no such thing as your rights in this new world. I mean, they're saying the word, the word new world order blatantly out in the open now. They don't care. They're showing you their hands. The article continues with banning criticism and arresting those who speak out. The pandemic has exacerbated a global clampdown on free expression. In at least 45 of the 65 countries covered by freedom on the net, activists, journalists, or ordinary members of the public were arrested or criminally charged for online speech related to COVID-19. Authorities justified the arrest through a myriad of laws that criminalize expression deemed to cause panic instigate violence spread hate or insult officials among other perceived harms and it's just so messed up the the reverse psychology they put on you so they can say that what you're posting up there is disinformation and misinformation that it's causing panic instigating violence and spreading hate when you're just giving the truth or if you're just presenting on what they say and you question it and you look at the other side to the story when in fact, what does the TV give to you outside of panic, instigating violence, spreading hate, or insulting other officials, other politicians versus other politicians? That's all the media gives to you. That's all the television gives to you. That's all Babylon gives to you. And it's just interesting how wicked the system is. It's how hypocritical, how contradictory the system is. That it'll, it says, do as I say, not as I do completely all the 100 percent the way so of course you're not going to be able to say anything of course they're going to crack down on you i'm telling you it's going to get it's going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to have access to truth at all very soon especially when things ramp up they don't want people knowing what to do they don't want people returning to the most high they don't want people preparing and learning how to live on their own and and gaining more skills they want people sitting around waiting for the next decision of the government i mean half the people are already still waiting around to be told when to take off the mask half the people are already waiting around to see hey when is it okay that i take a booster or my third shot or my second shot that's how half the people are So how are those people going to ever see, see the truth when it's constantly censored? And like we already know, most of these people are too far gone. We already know that. According to the sociable.co article entitled Big Tech COVID-19 Surveillance Data and Censorship Threaten Privacy and Free Speech op-ed written by Tim Hinkliffe. Big tech companies are con collecting enormous amounts of data on the movement of private citizens while censoring free speech and removing any content that goes against official narratives. While many big tech companies are doing incredible work in mobilizing to help governments, hospitals, small businesses, and schools during the crisis, they are also doubling down on practices that would make any policy police state proud. 
If there ever was a time we need humane, humane technology, this is that time. The Center for Humane Technology tweeted this week, adding the tech industry ex- exerts enormous power and can move society in this direction of putting humanity's interests first. Massive data collection on the mobility of private citizens, censoring anti-quarantine protests, firing workers who criticize them, and removing any COVID-19 related content doesn't fall in line with the World Health Organization's official recommendations are all policies that are in full effect on part of big tech. The rights to privacy and free speech are being suppressed in the name of public health and safety, but these big tech surveillance and data collection programs, along with increased censorship, have the potential to linger long after the current pandemic is over. And that's the thing. First of all, there's no pandemic. And secondly, this is never going to be over. This is the beginning of the new world order. And I don't understand what people don't get about it. If it's just your denial, if you're just in strong denial, then you're always going to stay there. You really will because you're not going to be able to stomach what happens next. You're just not going to. And if you want an idea of what happens next, go look at the movie 1984. Go look at that movie. That's where a dystopian society will be led to. Go look at the movie The Matrix. That's the level of control that will be on and surveillance that will be on the populace. You don't think we're telling the truth? Go look at the movie Dark City. Those are the type of entities that run the show, that keep things going the way that they want to. They keep you desolate. Go look at the Truman Show. That's the perspective of those who truly want their freedom, who truly are trying to wake up and escape all of this madness. People better wake up, man, because this censorship is going to is what is going to lead so many people to the slaughter. The article continues with once civil liberties are suspended for the so-called public good, there's no telling when those rights will be restored if ever. And the hideous and submissive phrase, the new normal is already making its rounds. Exactly. That's what they started predictive programming in the people's minds. The new normal to wear a mask. The new normal to cut off your own oxygen circulation and harm your brain, harm your child's, you know, respiratory system and cognitive abilities. You know, all these things is the new normal, right? To social distance, to stay at home, to work from home constantly. That's all the new normal. That's all it is. It's a surveillance state. Here's how some big tech companies, company practices during the COVID-19 pandemic are anti-ethical to the principles of a free society. YouTube removes content that goes against WHO narrative. Last week, U.S. President Trump announced he was placing a hold on all funding to the WHO while its alleged mismanagement of the coronavirus pandemic is investigating. According to the White House statement, the WHO repeatedly parroted the Chinese government's claims that the coronavirus is not spreading between humans, despite warnings by doctors and health officials it was. I mean, it's just a show. It's just a show. They give you a character like Trump, some kind of rebel, some kind of outlaw, somebody that the people can believe in, the naive people can believe in, that he's going to change everything, that he's fighting against the deep state, all of these lies, all this dumb stuff, man. 
when all they are doing is just showing you their hand, what they are willing to do. The next one, Twitter censorship on Wuhan lab reporting. Social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter are constantly updating their policies on combating so-called misinformation and banning accounts they construe as spreading fake news. Take Twitter, for example. In early February, Twitter banned Zero Hedge from its platform after the publication alleged that COVID-19 may have originated in Wuhan Biolab and not wet market as early reports coming out of China indicated. So they, they already know you're dumb to first of all believe in the virus but now they have you arguing about the origin oh did it come from a bat did it come from a market did it come from a lab the only evidence of truth that they told you was the lab part and no I'm not talking about there was a virus out there I'm talking about the vaccine is the actual poison is the actual virus it's always been ready it's always been ready to go they just needed to usher in a scenario where the people would fall for it to create fear to create propaganda and leverage censorship so that they can reach their end goal and look how far we've gone look how far this has gone to the point where people are still arguing about where the virus originated it's dumb it's it's they know they got you on the tap they know that you're not smart if you're still focusing on that And that's where most people's attention is going to continue to go. That's where most people are still going to spend the most of their time is they're going to be running in circles, chasing their tail, not knowing the truth, not knowing that this has been a whole entire hoax from the get go. And they're going as they're they're bold. They're going as far as bringing up 9-11 memories and bringing and bringing up the PTSD that many people suffered by falling for the narrative and going to war or sending their kids to war or supporting war. Now they're, now they're bringing it up again as mockery. Because they know. They control everything. They control all of the avenues, all of the channels. There's no really getting past them. Really, it's just up to us as people. The truth needs to spread like word of mouth, dead. The truth really needs to spread like that in order for it to get enough people. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I... I I'm always going to continue to push the truth as long as I can because it's my duty. I'm always going to seek justice, righteousness, and truth because that's what my life is about. I'm always going to try to learn something new every day. I'm always going to try to prepare myself so I don't die for lack of knowledge. I'm always going to look at both sides of the story, and I'm always going to use my common sense, my discernment, my wisdom, my knowledge, my understanding to bring me to the right decision. I'm going to allow the Most High to direct, guide, and lead me. That's what I'm going to do. I can't speak for everyone else. But I know what works for me, and I know what doesn't. And I know what propaganda is, and I know what censorship is. I've, I've lived through it. I've seen it with my own two eyes, and nobody could tell me any different. Anybody who supports this government, who, who supports the whole idea of disinformation and misinformation, you're going to be led to the slaughter, and this is your warning. You've been warned so many times. I don't wish anything negative on you. I'm not like you where I wish death on other people for not agreeing with me that I, I w I'm not the type of person like you who wishes censorship on other people for not agreeing with me. No, I'm just warning you because I know it's going to happen to you when you continue to support evil, tyranny, and wickedness. I mean, let me ask you a question. 
since you all are so tuned into the news and since the news always tells you exactly how to think. What happened to racism? Did it just take a break? What happened to Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate? What happened? Oh, crickets. I forgot, that's not an important topic. Is that going to make another comeback this year or what? You people need to wake up. You need to wake up. Stop depending on the system to feed you, to, to think for you, to do everything for you. It's not meant for you. And censorship is a reason why many people die for lack of knowledge. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path to the righteous with the Most High and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path to the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.